from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Ursula, help me understand this. Mm. How is it that our shows that we do every day have been going very fast, but this week, this week in particular, has been going by really slow? I keep thinking today is Thursday. And it's only Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? Is this week going by slow? I think it's just called January. It's January 47th right now. Yeah. <laughs> this was a long January. I think that's it. But you know what? We're almost done. Tomorrow's the first of the month. Rent's due. <laughs> yes. We're trying to get people in a good mood. We just pay, well, on, the, rent's due. Just pay on the 5th. Pay on the first and get it over with. Right, Rip so, that Band-Aid off. So, so what's going on at 1130 that we're going to be talking about? This is, so well, there's I, a gravel yard? It. Yeah, so there's a gravel, gravel yard up in Snohomish County, and it's right next to an elementary school. And apparently the principal and the teachers of the school have been complaining because uh, it's been very loud, dusty. Uh, there are also concerns about uh, what it's doing to their health as they inhale all the stuff. Who was there first? Um, it would be the school. So you're going to have to. This is a story out of the Seattle Times that we're going to share with you. You mm. got to. I'm reading through the details. I'm like, what? Yeah. Anyway, you're not going to believe what this company has done to the school. So we'll explain all that coming up at 11:30. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. Good news, folks. The beloved Beth's Cafe in Seattle has a new owner and new late-night hours to boot coming very soon. Tim Crawley and Mason Reed are the new owners of the establishment, which celebrates 70 years in business this year. And for anyone who's looking for that 12-egg omelet, at 2 o'clock in the morning, the stranger reports that Beth will be open from late for late-night dining from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, beginning February 2nd, G., and I don't know why I'm bringing this topic up and agree to disagree. So you're going to have to tell me. Well, you're bringing it up because nothing good happens after 12 a.m. I like Beth's Cafe. They're known for that 12 egg omelet. That is fantastic. Food's good. If you've ever been there before, make sure you get there. If you got people coming in town, Beth's Cafe is a great place to take folks to. But I just... I don't know, Ursula. I just am a little triggered when I hear about things being open at 3 in the morning because things aren't like they used to be, right? You know, it's a lot of folks don't have any sense at that time. And there's nothing good that happens after 12 a.m. A lot of the things. So somebody, maybe you, in your younger years, after the clubs or after the bars, you've gone to the late night establishments. I bet you you have a story. You have a couple stories that happen where you can be like, yeah, gee, one night I was at Denny's and this happened. Or one night I was at the Waffle House. First of all, if you've ever been to the Waffle House before, you for sure have a story. I'm just against uh, having uh, breakfast a good time. You're against uh, having people having a good time because you're done. You're done with that phase of your life. <laughs> when when you've, you're done with the pub crawling or whatever it is, uh, the <laughs> dance clubs, and you're starving, and you're looking around, and there's the, a dearth of of good home-cooked meals at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. I think this is fantastic. Oh, really? You're yes, slow. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think that there are there need to be more of these things available. Yeah. By the way, you're also overlooking the fact that there are people who work crazy shifts, 
whether it's medical personnel, firefighters, people who they don't work go to in these a, late delivery. nights. These folks, they don't yeah. go to these late nights. This is it's crazy out there. Horse Super hockey, radio, radio people. Yeah, exactly. And Max at a four two five says Max at a four two five says nothing good happens after twelve eggs either. <laughs> Yeah, it does. You feel you feel like a nap. You feel like going to sleep. You okay. know what happens after twelve eggs? You take your butt home and you go take a nap okay. and go to sleep. So, oh, so or, or you share that so twelve real, egg omelet. So real quick, I am the minority on this. So you guys are disagreeing with me that you guys think that it's a good thing that Beth's is open at three. Yes, a.m. we need more of these. Yeah. More Haven't options. you been complaining about the death of Seattle's nightlife and how there's nothing to do in this town after 8 p.m. and it's so dead here? And gosh, I wish there was more for young people to do. The assumption that people only get into trouble when they go out at night is just completely bogus. Yeah, yeah there's more drinking that goes on. Absolutely. That absolutely happens. So, you, so, so whoa, whoa, there's whoa. also a lot of socializing that goes so on. You're, you're, there's a lot of building of friendships. There is no, there are what, people who get off work. socializing is happening between 12 and 5 a.m.? You know Ursula? what? Te- there text are in who eat, right now. Uh, who, who need to eat after a long shift or they're done driving their truck and the, they want to eat something man. at 2 a.m. You know who I want to hear from? I don't even want to hear from y'all no more. I want to hear from my brothers and sisters that works at the Denny's, works at these late night establishments, and you tell us what type of meetings and or conversations happen at these spots after 12 a.m. I want to hear from y'all. <laughs> okay, uh, Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line is open, 888-973-5476. If you perhaps met your partner, your spouse, after midnight, I want to hear from you. Please tell us your story. She says nothing good happens after midnight. All right, let's move on to the kids. Should phones be banned in schools statewide? A proposal from Representative Stephanie McClintock of Vancouver could block phone access for students during the school day. The bill cites a study from the London School of Economics that says the mere presence of a smartphone by a neighboring student can lower test scores for a non-phone student by approximately 16%. Another study said that students increase their test scores by 6.4% after schools ban cell phones. I believe there's two districts in the state that do this, G. What say you? Yeah, I I, I want the schools to uh, be in charge of this. I don't want the state coming in and telling this school what's better for them. I think Ursula is you as someone, see watch how I use this, you as someone who was on a school board for and you volunteered your time for mm-hmm. a certain amount of years. There's no way six. in the world six to be exact, there's no way in the world the state can come in and tell you guys what's best for your school. Let's leave that cell phone decision up to them. I am in favor of this idea but I do, as G said, think it needs to be at a local level and I think it should be a decision made by the school, not by the state. Um, but I am in full agreement. I just don't think that there's any reason for kids to have cell phones in a classroom. And I think I'm sure that pretty much every teacher would agree with that. Mm. That's one of the biggest distractions. Yeah, it's a big distraction. But I mean, what if I, as a parent, have an emergency and I need to get a hold of my student during class hours? That's why it should be up to the schools to decide how to handle that when you have that parent who's going to find that exception. Can't can't the parent go to the school and be like, hey, look, we have a special situation in my family. Here's what we're dealing with. So I kind of need to be able to get a hold of Johnny or Lisa during school hours. What is the downside of doing this? Like the only arguments I see against doing it is... 
Uh, schools should decide for themselves. Okay, but we can also understand that broadly speaking, it is a really good thing for student performance. Um, it's going to be hard to enforce. You can't block all the phones in schools. Kids are getting at burners. Well, like you can't get all the weed out of schools either, right? But because you're not allowed to bring weed into schools, most kids don't do it. Most kids don't smoke in schools or hit up their vape pipes or whatever because you're not supposed to be doing it. People are always going to get around these restrictions, but that's not a reason to not ban something. I, I just literally the only good argument is I need to get a hold of Johnny. Mm-hmm. And if it improves student performance for like tens of thousands of kids, why would we not do it? Yeah. Hey. So, uh, I think you can, uh, in, in effect, have the same result, mm-hmm. uh, but just leave it to the local school districts to make that decision. I just want you guys to know that from here on out, Chef, anything that you bring up, I don't care if I lose that argument. The only argument I care about is things open at 3 a.m. I'm winning this one. You're winning this oh, one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hey, my, my buddy from 253 says, I'm 72 years old with a very checkered pass. I agree with G 100%. 99% of the trouble I've ever been in is after midnight. So go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to midnight. respond to that. But, but is it at a restaurant that serves 12 egg omelets? You go argue with a 72-year-old man with a checkered pass? <laughs> no. Hey, what would you say the average age of our audience is? I'm just curious. Mm, average age. 23, 24? Definitely. It's probably low 20s. <laughs> Maybe. Come on, man. Like, Who would be arguing for this in our audience? We don't have 20-year-old kids generally listening. Yeah. If you're 20 and you're listening, though, Wait definitely weigh Pops, in. Pops t- texted in, said, met my wife of almost 24 years at a rave club in Seattle after midnight. There you As go. As a matter of fact, I met Mark, long live Mark. I thought that's where he was going at. I, oh, I thought midnight. that's why he said that, because he was pointing at you. <laughs> See, great things now, have happened. Now, look, there's some folks that text in. Somebody uh, texted in and said they met their husband after a midnight, there and they were go. asking for weed. Ex-husband. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Point, counterpoint. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's been it's been a rough month in Jamaica in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixty five murders in four weeks in Jamaica. Eighteen in the Bahamas. The U.S. has issued travel advisories for people who want to visit both areas. And, and gee, every time these travel advisories come up, I wonder like, do people really change their habits? Is this something you feel like you should pay attention to? Would it stop you? If you had a trip planned to Jamaica coming up next month. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite because I only pay attention to these advisory chef outside of the country. I only pay attention to them when they're in the Jamaica, in the Bahamas, in Acapulco, in Cancun. And, you know, anytime you actually looked at an advisory and said, I'm not traveling. Yeah, yeah. But but in the United States, I don't look at any. Like, you know, hey, lately, by the way, there's in L.A., there's a lot of robberies that's happening. I'm like, I'll still go because there's some still nice areas in L.A. You know what I mean? So I'm a hypocrite when it comes to this topic. I more pay attention when it happens outside of the country as opposed to inside of it. So it depends on what the advisory is and what it is for. So, for example, I love going to Mexico. I love I, I and we used to go a little more frequently and when there was a lot in the news about drug cartels and some of the uh, murders related mm-hmm. to the drug cartels, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. I mean, you know, we kind of, especially when our kids were younger, we're like, eh, well, I mean, if we have other choices, I'm, I'm going to avoid that. Um, 
just even though the chances of us actually getting hurt, you know, in in any of those instances was still relatively low. It's like, yeah, it does influence. Um, But uh, for example, you mentioned the Bahamas, right? I I know that that and and I I read and I I looked at and the areas that they're having the trouble. That's not where the cruise passengers are going. That's not where, you know, so I I would if I want to go to a place enough i mean yeah. if, I, if i if my desire is strong enough i will find a way to justify it i think these things are silly i like i honestly don't even know why they issue these mm. uh and, and where did our backbone go as a nation so a number of years ago ursula when mexico was all in the news i was working for a medical travel company and i traveled the entire u.s mexico border all the way from you know san diego tijuana to brownsville uh, matamoros and i visited nearly every single border town across uh, on that trip and while this was going on there were all these travel alerts saying hey you're going to be murdered if you go to mexico i did not feel unsafe even once even once, like I thought we were a nation of people who are intrepid explorers. You know, we take care of ourselves. But the number of people who tell me, I cannot believe you would go to Mexico. How many tourists among those 65 people in Jamaica and 18 in the Bahamas were murdered? Zero, I believe. Like tourists are not the target of like violent attacks in the same way that if you visit downtown Seattle, you're not going to get shot either. You're just fine. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Hold, hold whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, hold, hold it, hold it. I don't know what you was going to say. Did you say tourists are not the target? Of murders? Yeah, they by are. By cartels? Okay. Okay, that's extreme. I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. But yeah. when you go to another city, doesn't matter where you are, oh, no, no, no. Tourists, you are a target. Uh, you yeah, are for economic tr- exploitation, usually. People are trying to get your money out of you. You might get robbed. Okay, I'll tell you why, though, the State Department or others will make these warnings. Because if they didn't and something were to happen, you know that it would be, well, why weren't we warned that this is happening? Well, let me read what the Canadian government says about the United States. The Canadian government says the rate of firearm possession in the U.S. is high. It's legal in many states for people to open carry. Incidents of mass shootings occur resulting most often in casualties. Like, Canada has a travel warning against the United States of America. Exactly. But people still, I've got two gals who love my sons and they come from Canada knowing that there's a travel advisory. Yeah. Yeah, And they're just fine, aren't they? (laughs) They are. I mean, I guess it, it extends into the broader conversation of when we talk about crime in the media, like how much do people take note of that? I think mm. a, and does it a change lot, but behavior? You, but I think it's important to also put it into perspective. I would rather know and then know what I need to do to keep myself safe. I mean, there are when I was in the Caribbean, there yeah. were some places where Sketch. they would tell us, do not go here. I, yeah. I, you, you know what? That's a good question. Obviously, you know, since we've been doing this show for the last four years, <clears throat> I think that um, I mean, we, we're constant. We talk about crime a lot. I'd be, I'd be curious, Ursula, you have you changed? Is there anything that you have changed over the last couple years to where you could say, okay, you know what? Crime's getting bad. I'm changing. I'm going to do this now because there I've made a few changes. Yeah. Uh, on the advice of one of our listeners, I got a, like a hot pepper spray gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have that. I have that with me. I will not go to certain places when it's dark. I will generally avoid a couple of 
blocks, specific blocks that I know are problematic in downtown Seattle. Yeah. I, I think that one of the biggest things that I do is is I don't I don't I want to go valet somewhere. I don't like to park far away from somewhere from somewhere and then have to walk to my car at mm. night. Like I don't do it. Like I just that's one of those things, man. I'm just like, man, I got to keep my head on the swivel. I've really changed that a lot. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. But to answer your question, I think a lot of people have changed their behavior, and I think people pay attention a little bit more because we have more access to the news than ever, too, whether it's TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Like, who's going to go out and buy a, um, a Hyundai or a Hyundai or a Kia? Anybody doing that tomorrow? I just remember going to Canada yeah. after WTO and the Canadians being like, oh, my gosh, you live near Seattle? It's just riots all the time. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, coming up next here on the Gene Ursa Show. So there is a school that's right next to a gravel yard, and there have been complaints. Ursula is going to help us figure out who's at fault here. Gene Ursula. The G and Ursula Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line is 888-973-5476-888-973-Cairo. And this is probably a story you're going to want to weigh in on because it caught our eye and it's out of the Seattle Times. There's a gravel yard company that is next to an elementary school up in Snohomish County. And this company has sent the school's principal a letter warning her and her teachers to stop complaining about the noise and all the dust from the yard or else. The Muckleteo School District has not replied to the cease and desist letter from an attorney for Mountain Loop Mine, but the head of the local teachers union is calling the letter shocking. So here are the details. Uh, Again, it's Fairmount Elementary School. It's about 50 feet away from the gravel yard. And school officials tell the Seattle Times that you hear loud bangs from the trucks. There's dust from the huge piles of rocks and sand. There's exhaust from trucks that are unloading at the yard. And all of that is making it very hard for the students to concentrate. And uh, they believe also that it could be the reason many of the students and staff are coughing. They have bloody noses. They have headaches. And the teachers say they've been forced to keep their, even on the hottest days, they have to keep their windows closed. The school doesn't have air conditioning. Uh, And they point out that at this school, most of the students qualify for free lunch and many students speak English as a second language. And they're basically bringing that up because they think, well, would another school maybe get more attention on this? So you might be asking, how did a gravel yard end up next to a school? The county allowed it to operate since last school year without permits or an environmental review. So they're essentially giving this. So they said they're giving this uh, company some time to um, uh, deal with the permitting uh, instead of trying to shut it down or trying to mediate between the two. But this letter that they just got, a cease and desist letter from an attorney for this company saying, you guys need to shut up about this or else. It's like, wait a minute. That's just bizarre world. This school is a 72-year-old school. 
So I don't want anybody to think that this is some new school that's been here a couple years. It's been there 72 years. And so you mean to tell me that this new gravel distribution yard was allowed by the county to operate since last school year without permits and environmental review and then has the audacity to tell the school, if you guys keep complaining, we'll send us a cease and desist letter. Why is this so hard? I know, in my heart of hearts, this wouldn't have been allowed in certain neighborhoods in this state. Why is it allowed here? Why is it allowed where here's a school you talk telling me when, and by the way, it gets hotter for a lot. We get a lot more warmer days these times. It doesn't have air conditioner. They have to keep the windows closed because of the debris and the dirt coming in. And so the kids are hot inside of the, the school. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure and, out this and, whole and this, thing. This should be done tomorrow. The cease and desist letter. Yeah. Okay, so you're basically saying that you shouldn't have the right to express your concerns about something that could potentially be hurting a lot of kids and student, uh, and staff? I want to know the name because it's not the county. Like, the county didn't come out and say it. I want to know the name of the person at the county that is allowing this. Who approved this for it to happen? This is one of those things. Because, you know, it's easy to say, Chef. It's easy to say county. I would like to know the person's name of the person that allowed this garbage behavior. And I know for a fact, any of those folks that approved this, that work for the county. You know what I bet, Ursula? You know what I bet? I only got about a $2 bill in my wallet. But I bet that to you. I bet you don't know that their kids go to that school. <laughs> you're so funny. Uh, you're probably right. Okay, I'm, I'm just reading. And if they did, this wouldn't happen. Well, I'm, I'm reading here because the attorney basically is threatening possible legal action against the school. And, it, and basically in this, in this letter, they said, it's come to Mountain Loop Mine's attention that you and other employees of this elementary school have made and continue to make disparaging and inaccurate statements to public agencies, the public and the press regarding Mountain Loop Mine's operations. Um, and they say, while we share your desire to ensure that students and staff are in a conducive environment, our activities are not infringing or impacting the students and staff. This your neighborhood, Chef. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not happening, and I'm sure it's not happening in most neighborhoods in the state. Mm -hmm. But are we surprised when we see this kind of behavior? This might be an egregious letter, but this is the way that our system operates in the United States. If you can afford representation. You can afford to use that representation as a cudgel to beat down people who don't have the money to pay for one, to intimidate people into silence. This is how it works. Mm. You got cash, you're a big company, just go and beat down whoever you want. So the Seattle Times is reporting that the district has yet to formally respond to the cease and desist letter. I think they're just kind of shocked that they got it. <laughs> I don't even, I, but I, I just, you know what I hope? I hope that, again, when we're asking for the name of the person at the county that is allowing this, I hope that the school doesn't have to spend their money to go and fight this. I would hope, Ursula, that a 72-year-old school, not high school, not college, elementary school, Ursula, I would hope that a 72-year-old elementary school doesn't have to go out here and fight 
ridiculous stuff like this. I would think and hope that the community that is surrounding, the community that's in Snohomish County, the community that's up there in the Muckleteal School District is going to let their voices be heard and not allow this to happen. And legal experts are saying they don't think that the company has much uh, to stand on in terms of trying to tell someone to not complain. I mean, the idea of tr- uh, defamation would be uh, very hard. And uh, in this case, the teachers are just trying to have a better environment for teaching kids. Mm. Well, I see some first and last names coming through here, but I don't know. I don't have confirmation. But I'm telling you, y'all can't let this happen. 72-year-old elementary school. There's no way that your son or daughter, you would want them sitting in the classroom, dusty, could possibly look like Linus after uh, <laughs> after the school. You know what I mean? You brought your blanket in. It looked one way. It looked the other. Yeah. They're in Snohomish County, Muckleteal School District, Chef. They can't I, be having this. I just got one question for the mine operators who say that this can't possibly be causing harm to children 50 feet away. Mm-hmm. Do you have your workers wear PPE? Do you have them wear face masks so they don't breathe in gravel dust constantly? Because the kids are getting nosebleeds and headaches. Mm. You take care of your employees? Mm. What would you do? How about asthma? You think the possibility of asthma can increase with those kids that aren't walking around with PPE? How about that? Yeah. You, you asked us to talk about it. We're talking about it, Ursula. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I, honestly, sometimes I think we don't pay enough attention to what's going on in Snohomish County. Okay. So I also wanted to point out, and thanks to the Seattle Times for that article. I said the wrong one. Scott and Aubrey, it was Pigpen, wasn't it? It wasn't not Linus. It was, Pigpen. It was Pigpen. I don't know what I was thinking. Linus, too. It's one of the Peanuts characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, your text messages, feedback, and then we'll have uh, Ursula's word to live by. It's Gene Ursula. Gene Ursula's show. I gotta say, one of the things that I learned new today, because you know, a lot of you guys are calling me an old man, which I don't know how to feel about that. That's kind of don't, cool. don't feel there's nothing wrong. Why why is age and getting older well, a bad thing? Well, you know, our main man Ernie, who just turned 60, he's got a lot of stuff calling me to get off my lawn. <laughs> he calling me old and stuff. But you know, I found out there's a lot of youngsters. Kaylee yes. listens to the show. She's 29. A few other youngsters are 20. We got some 20-something-year-olds listening to the show. <laughs> You're supposed to act like we've been there, done that. It's not that unusual. Well, to have 20-something-year-old? <laughs> oh, my bad. I just be telling how I really feel on the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get to the text message. Start us off, Ursula. Uh, well, one of the reasons why you're accused of the, being get off my lawn is that you say nothing good happens after 12 a.m. Right. Even more so, 2 a.m. 253 says, I worked nights for years. I always used to get mad because I paid my taxes like everyone else, but I wasn't allowed to walk my dog in the park after work. I wasn't allowed to go have a drink after work, and there was never any decent food available after work. 
Nice shift people should have the same rights as everyone else. Here, here, 253. I don't care what you say, 253. You know that those night conversations aren't the same. But for him, it's morning. Oh, oh good point. Uh, 206 says, <laughs> met my wife after midnight, working late at my computer shop, and she came in after bartending shift, friend of a partner, walked in, saw me, total nerd, sat on my lap, and exclaimed, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And she sat on my lap, and she said, you're cute. That was 1996. Been together ever since. See? Once again, prove it wrong. You don't sit on a stranger's lap without some liquid courage. <laughs> And then there's Joe and Everett who says, I was a swing shifter. We would love places that would be open later. I'm day shift now. Most of your listeners are going to be day shifters, so yeah. the answers will be biased. Good point, too. Hey, Joe and Everett, I had to redo a double take when I first read that. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> You're sharing too much. Amazon is now charging for an ad-free experience. 360 says, I have quit watching Amazon movies and programs because everything I want to watch is either rent or buy. True. And then Roger in University Place says, Amazon Prime is like a drug dealer. They give us the product for free <laughs> just long enough for us to get hooked. And then all of a sudden, they need cash. <laughs> I never in my life had anyone say, here you go. Hey, that's how, wait, that's how that's I be doing. Great that's, analogy. That's how I do y'all with the banana bread. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I Lowering the BAC limit. 360 says, why are we not lowering the number of DUIs for a felony? 253 says, Senator Lovick thinks drunk driving is the only dangerous driving behavior we can control. What about texting and driving? 253 says, the senator is insane? Anyone that thinks impairment starts with the first drink. Not only is nuts, but he shouldn't even be a senator. Oh, oh, okay. So when when does impairment start? Yeah, I don't get that I, one. I'm asking, what? when does impairment start? I yes, included I mean, it because some people believe that, truly. Impairment. I'm, I have one, I'm fine, right? That's what people I think. I get you. Okay, yeah, I get you. Okay, and then um, let's say Gina and Chimicum says no on the blood alcohol content bill. Lighter weight people will be disproportionately affected. Here, <laughs> 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 People who live in remote areas don't have access to taxis and ride services. Use that federal money toward education and prosecute bad driving, whether alcohol-related or not. People are triggered by Taylor Swift. Brian Arlington says, you all just snapped this Taylor Swift thing into a perspective for me. She was shown for less than a minute? Wow. And the basketball argument was good? I take back the eye rolls. (laughs) Good for you, Brian. Okay, Brian. Good for you. Okay, Brian. Stephanie from Olympia says, I have no issues with Taylor Swift. However, I think because media completely saturates every platform about her, some people might just be getting sick of seeing her, even at a sporting event. Some people are like, can we just watch a game without having to see her? Some of my friends feel like this. One of the things that that also pops up. What's that? I mean, I, I have Taylor Swift all over my social media. Why? Because my algorithm says that's what I'm looking at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just, if you don't want it, scroll on by. Mm-hmm. We need to check some of y'all's algorithms to see what it's showing you all the time. Because if it's showing you some of those things, it's what you're paying attention to. Anyways, uh, wait, real quick, Ursula. I know uh-huh. this is a part of the text, but we need to settle something right now. Uh-huh. Because earlier today, people kept saying, gee, gee, it's coupon, it's coupon. And y'all know how I am. I'm going to say a lot of words my own way. 
It's been coupon my whole life. So is it coupon or coupon? I say coupon. I say coupon. Coupon. And what, what, what is it, brothers and sisters? It's not C U E. To me, it is. It's, it's not. No, no. It's Q. Is it a champagne dash. coupe or a champagne cube? It's Q, which is a letter Q. Pons. P O N S. Or just coupons. <laughs> no, it's not coupon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, I was stalling. Words to live by? Brought oh, to you by Wilcox man. Farms? All right. Ursula, I'm just you... looking at the American pronunciation. And what the Americans say? Coupon. <laughs> what? You ever get in that deuce cube? <laughs> Gee. Ursula, we gotta get a look. I, I need to look. I need to look further. That was the first one. Coupon. What you got? Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, this is from Ben Franklin. Uh huh. Remember not only to say the right thing in the right place, but far more difficult still is to leave unsaid the wrong thing at that tempting moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Get away. Get away. Don't say some dumb stuff. That was a reminder for me. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hey, Brother Nick, what you got? Well, the Seahawks found a Mr. McDonald to lead them out the gates with a different kind of taste compared to previous coaching greats. Being younger than the rest for his position ain't the norm. Even beating out some players above his age who still perform. Now, you can call me kind of crazy, but I think this is a plan for the Hawks to steal some eyes from Taylor Swift and those Chief fans. And I have a feeling at least one guy's jealous of the attention, and his last name starts with T and rhymes with Grump for comprehension. So much attention for Taylor Swift these days. They call it Tay Tay Taylor joining forces with Kansas Kelsey in the Super Bowl, just like I predicted, but nobody listened to me. Nobody listened. <laughs> hey, Ursula. I'm so- going with. American English, and then there is just a plain American pronunciation. So coupon and coupon are correct. Okay, Ursula. Yes. Now, before we go, you do a better job with this. Is it butt naked or buck? Oh, no. Buck. Is that right, Chef? Nick, is that right? I think we've been through this, yeah. Oh, okay. The Jack and Spike show comes up next. We had fun. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.